No watching from the side Said that you got him next Well go ahead and show him why No limits in the sky What's up everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Up Next The podcast where we tell you who's up next in youth sports Uh, Today we got baseball on our minds It's about time we've been You know we're heavy on the basketball We had to take it over to another sport Um, So baseball is today Of course I'm Jamal Murphy And I got my co-host extraordinaire Khalid Green in the house What's up? I'm good. Peace, man. I, I, I'm happy to be on with this uh, baseball phenom right here, man. Left-hand pitcher. So I want to know, you know, what it takes, man. And let our followers know. No doubt about yeah. it. Uh, like you mentioned, uh, we got Kerry Herndon Brown with us today. He's one of the top pitchers in the class of 2022. Uh, left-handed pitcher. I uh, heard, he, you know, he just he's reaching 90 miles per hour on the gun. So that's, that's very impressive uh, from Germantown, Maryland. Uh, he's currently at Georgetown Prep High School and is a North Carolina commit, you know, big time division one. So we got a lot to talk about. Thanks for joining us, Kerry. Joe, um, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I'm excited to talk about some stuff. Cool. Good stuff. Good stuff. So let's get it started. We're going to, we're going to take you back to, uh, you know, where and how it all started. Like when, when did you first start playing baseball and when did you you know, feel like you could be special at this game? Um, so I first, I first started playing when I was four years old. That was my first, like, uh, competitive, organized game. That was when I had just moved to Georgia. Um, obviously, I was born in New York. And then I probably started realizing that I could probably be, like, have a chance to be very good, probably around, like, 13. I think 13, now that I kind of, like, realized that this might be for me, and so we might just start taking this like more seriously than like the other sports. So probably like 13, 12, 13 years old. So, what was it about baseball that that you know you fell in love with? Um, I think it was just like the sounds of the game. Um, I just I, I loved it. I, it was fun. My obviously my friends played it at the time, so I was still enjoying that. Um, it was different. It wasn't just fast paced and old basketball. Like high intense like football, I kind of had like a new vibe to sports that I had never like really experienced, and seeing like how fun it was and like what other people could do in it, I kind of kind of fell in love with it through that. In basketball and football, what positions did you play? So football, I played wide receiver for a year, and then quarterback for three and three four. So the rest besides that one wide receiver year, and then for basketball, I've always been a combo guard. Um, so that's always been, even now, still at school, still combo guard, stuff like that. Do those other sports, have you found that they they help you in baseball? Um, I think, well, sad. I mean, my parents kind of made me stop football injury risk-wise. Like, um, but I think with football, I actually kind of learned, like, IQ stuff in terms of, like, making quick decisions, going to read. Um, with basketball, definitely like explosiveness. Like, even though, like, sometimes you feel like you might be, like, a little tired, I know, like, my endurance helps normally. I know that, like, making all those jumps, making all those jump cuts, those all end up paying off in small dividends over the course of the baseball season, getting my body used to making fast, explosive movement. Mm. So who 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 been your, your biggest influences uh, as far as baseball goes? You know, I would assume, you know, knowing your father, I'm sure he, he's up there. But, um, you know, has it been 
all your father, most of your father, or are there other people too? Um, definitely my mom and dad. I think my mom obviously grew up with her dad. They were Yankees fans, so she learned how to. They're, they're very smart, but go ahead. My fault. <laughs> <laughs> but like she learned, she learned how to like score books. She learned how to go watch games. Um, and then obviously my dad just—he said he always loved. It. He was always obviously a basketball player, but he had always loved the game. Always appreciated baseball for what it was, even when he was playing basketball. So definitely those two people. I think about in terms of like what got me started and stuff like that. And you are—I read a ninety. You you can get up to like ninety-six miles per hour. Uh, not yet. Right now it's ninety-one. Ninety-one. Okay, so the same. You're in the nineties, man. So how did you get? That type of smoke on your left arm, man. How did that transpire? That was that was honestly more recent in terms of when I committed, which was about over a year, about a, over a year ago, so about thirteen months last November. I touched touching about like eighty seven, and then sitting more like low to mid eighties, and then over over a quarantine, I put on about twenty pounds, and then like the summer stuff really started to tick up in terms of velocity. And then uh, this fall, too, this fall, I really started throwing, like, consistently harder. So uh, this fall, I definitely got into the got into those 90 ranges. So. And when you have to, like, when, you know, the game is on the line, what is the pitch that you go to to, to strike out whoever you need to strike out or get them out, period? Um, game on the line, right now, I'd probably either go basketball in um, or probably a slider down and in. I think those are my two best pitches I could use in a big game scenario. But I feel comfortable with both of those. I could I could definitely locate those exactly where I want them. So I can I would definitely take those two. Let me ask you about uh, velocity because because I it's always been it, I've always been curious about it. Like how how does it work? Is 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 you know velocity on your pitches? Does it just come with strength and age, or is it? You know, is there more to it that I'm missing in, in terms of how to, you know, how to, to throw harder? Um, I think age, probably maybe like five years ago, 10 years ago, that might have been a thing. Nowadays, you got 13-year-olds throwing 92. So, I mean, it's not – I think more is now obviously different body types. Like a lot of pitchers look real different nowadays. Um, how fast How fast your arm works. Like some kids can be really tiny, but they throw hard because they have a really fast arm. Others, they're just a big bodied kid. They throw hard, but definitely strength. Um, legs come first in terms of like lifting and stuff like that, but definitely comes from your legs. And then other stuff is just like arm speed and stuff like that and mechanics. How much does, like, when you, you just mentioned your legs, does, uh, does your core have a lot to do with the power that comes out of your arm? So core definitely has a lot to do with like maintaining stability. Like I turned it through my mechanics, one to repeat every time. Core helps because I can stay strong through through my lower half as I get moving towards the plate, definitely. But um, yeah, so core definitely helps. We work on core a lot, a lot of mobility stuff, trying to stay loose, flexible, agile, stuff like that. Okay. You mentioned before, so you, you committed to North Carolina. Tell us about that. Um, what went into that decision? Uh, what other schools were you looking at? Why, why did you pick uh, UNC? Um, so I kind of like that summer, I was like really the first time we had started talking to schools in terms of uh, after a couple of tournaments, we got a couple of looks. And then down in Georgia at this big event, uh, Perfect Game, WWE National Championship, 
I had about 10, 15 schools watch me pitch the first time and then about another 12 the second time uh, or the third time. The second time was at a high school, so only about two came out. But definitely getting out there like that, I think as the process went along, we kind of started narrowing down to like the final three of UNC. Other schools have obviously been in the mix and talking, but UNC, Texas, and Duke, those are like kind of like the three that we were looking at, like with potential options. But obviously UNC, I just felt like comfortable. Like when I was on campus, I could see myself like being a student there, being a student athlete, like hanging out there. Obviously the coaches were great. Like I felt like they were honest with me. They were, they didn't, they told me straight up what, what they expected out of me, what they wanted me to keep working on. And then obviously the program, I mean, they go to a national championship every three years. So in terms of maybe past two seasons, my last season might be a little off, but like from a program standpoint, they're one of the best. So it was kind of a no brainer from that point in terms of like where I wanted to go. Mm. Is that, is it, I mean, you, you committed when? Last year? November 14th of last year. In baseball, is that pretty common to, co- to commit pretty early? It's now definitely way that like it was not that uncommon as a sophomore, early, early sophomore year. It's probably it's different for other sports, other sports that's not normal. But baseball, um, definitely normal. Like I know kids who committed seventh grade. Wow. Um, yeah, I know kids who committed seventh grade. So definitely not wasn't it wasn't early at all. It was very much in terms of like a kid, kid another sophomore in my school had committed right before that to Xavier, and then a freshman at my school had committed right before that to UVA. So like it's not really it wasn't that surprising in terms of, in the baseball community. I think maybe at school maybe, but like in the baseball community, it was pretty common. And and before you got to that level, explain the grassroots circuit of you know. The, the navigation, perfect, I, I know you just mentioned perfect game, and I'm sure you played Little League and things of that nature. Like, explain how that works, because in basketball, we know we go from 10 and under to 11 under. How does that work in baseball? Right, so in baseball, you definitely have coach pitch, kid pitch at an early age, and then you probably get into, so the way I went, I lived in Georgia, obviously, very competitive baseball area. So we played an elite, a travel ball league, and then once I moved up here, I played with like a small team for a bit, um, kind of just like getting my surroundings. But then we actually moved two summers ago. We moved to a team based out of North Carolina called the Dirtbags. Obviously, that's a little far, about five hours to most tournaments that were there. So it's needed. Being in the north, it's kind of hard. It's a it's a southern sport, so you kind of realize that you have to go where it's played. Um, so definitely you have to travel to Georgia, Florida, Texas, stuff like that. And then this upcoming summer, I'm playing for a team that's based out of Florida. It's like they're called FTB, Philly Scout Team. So technically, it's technically called Florida Travel Baseball. But then again, we have kids from Maryland, Indiana, Dominican Republic, Venezuela, like all states. So it's more, it's more like 11 states in like the two, the two Spanish-speaking countries. So I mean, in baseball, in travel baseball, teams can be based out of anywhere. but Kids, kids will come guest play for any team. Practice is less of a factor in terms of like basketball. You're not running set plays. You don't need to get used to your pick and roll guy. Football, you don't get it. You don't have to get used to your wide receiver running that ten yard out. Versus like baseball, it's more of a, it's a team sport. But like you have a job to do on the field. Um, so you kind of work on you work on that like through, through tournaments and stuff like that. So it's definitely more of a nationwide thing in terms of like you just know kids from everywhere. So it's a good way to get out there. 
but it's definitely hard. Like it's it's hard traveling. I was home last summer. I was home for ten days out of the summer versus I'm used. The majority of my summers, I go I go to sleep in a hotel. Um, so I think just getting used to that. I I learned to love it. I love waking up early in the morning to eat a quick breakfast and go to the field. So it's just fun now. Right, right. You mentioned um, it being like a southern sport. It's also, you know, recently it's become kind of, no, unfortunately it's been known as like a white sport re- recently, um, you know, in, in this past generation, I would say, because when I was growing up, there were a lot of black, uh, you know, black Americans playing, not so much anymore. Um, has it been tough for you? I mean, I, you know, what, what, what's been the dynamic for you? Are you often the only black player on the team or are there other guys? Like, how, how has it been for you? Um, so I've never like had, like experienced any problems. Like, I've never like felt different. But I mean, last summer and two summers ago, I was the only one. Uh, this summer, this summer I think it was about seven, mm. seven. Actually, I think it was twenty, twenty-six people on the roster. Twenty-seven, maybe twenty-eight. I think there's seven black kids, and then three Spanish, main like predominantly Spanish speaking. So. That's kind of nice. I mean, being around other black kids, but um, I never really like thought differently. I felt like on the field, we all had the same jersey on, so we had one one goal in mind. So I really I understand that it could be like a problem or a dilemma in like this in this like nations like I guess like I outreach in terms of like people looking at, at stuff like that. But never really like I never really focused on that. I just wanted to play with whoever. What about, do, do you see, can you see it becoming, you know, things work in cycles sometimes. Can you see it becoming more popular with, with you know, black kids your age or younger, because you got to start much younger, with, with younger black kids? Um, and if, and, and what, do you, what do you think the reason is that, that, it's, that it's not as popular as like basketball or football? Um, so I think in terms of, it's definitely possible, like it's Mookie Best was the MVP, like. Right. Like people, Tim Anderson was the batting champ. Like there's, right. there's legitimate a lot of people in the majors who are making differences and being like not just role players, but like the best player on their team. And I think, I think to overcome basketball and football, it's just it's an expensive sport. I mean, my dad's talking about that. Like growing up, I probably didn't understand, but like in certain places, black kids might not be able to afford all it takes. Because basketball, you need a ball and find a hoop. Baseball, you kind of got to buy a bat, glove, bag, bat and glove. Like there's, there's a lot that go into cleats, pants. So there's a lot, hat. There's a lot of that goes into baseball for sure. So, I mean, the MLB has different programs that are doing a good job of like letting kids at least try the sport. But, I mean, I'm all for it. Like I, I love playing basketball. I love watching basketball. But I think it's definitely possible to get more of us like in the game. It'd be fun for sure. Now, what made you choose? Because I, I, I saw you hit too, right? So do you like? Do you like the offensive side of the game as well, or are you stuck on, I just want to be a pitcher, and if you go to major leagues, you want to be a national league pitcher? <laughs> it's fun. But like, I, mean, I, I mean, I still hit now. I feel like I enjoy, I enjoy hitting. I still do it. I'll do it. I'll do it this summer for my team. Um, obviously, this summer, obviously I have to like, keep on working because, I mean, we're, if not the most talented team, probably the second most talented team in the country. So, I mean, everybody on the team is going D1. So, you got to prove that you can fit in the lineup. 
Um, but I know like my future's on the mountain, but if I make the pros, definitely pitching. But like even in college, like if I get a chance to hit, if like when I get a chance to hit, like freshman year, at least show you can swing it a little bit. I've I've been fast, so I'm athletic, good defense. But um, I mean it's fun. It's it's I still work at it. I don't just like stop doing it. But you definitely got to know just like you have to decide to put the effort in. And tell me about that conversation when you told Duke that you, the coaches at Duke, when you were going to North Carolina, how did that, <laughs> how was that narrative? <laughs> so that's, that was a funny story on that one because, so we obviously, we, we told them and he, Coach Pollard over there, Duke was like a little disappointed. And then about um, later, so obviously I came in November, about in February, we had a scrimmage against a rival school here at Gonzaga High School. And the Duke head coach happened to be at the game because he was watching um, a kid on the other team, a freshman. And it just so happened me, another sophomore in my school, and a freshman in my school had all declined Duke. So three kids at our school had all declined Duke. So I remember when he walked in, our coach was just like, you know what, just go around the back, just go the other way, the dugout. Like, there's nothing, there's no need to interact with him. Right. <laughs> There's nothing really to say. Like, y'all made a decision. But he was like, there's all three of y'all being here might make him a little upset. So we definitely just, like, kind of, like, skirted around it. I mean, I get it. Like, you're you're recruiting somebody. You want them to come to your school. So, like, I get that. But it was just, like, a little awkward. I remember coming right out after school, getting dressed in the bathroom, and then walking up to the field. And then you kind of had to, like, go a different way across the field than I normally do. Because, like, right. head coach is sitting right behind the plate. Right. <laughs> he had flown in from Minnesota because that's where they had played before. He had flown in straight from Minnesota to come watch the kids, so we didn't want to make it too bad. Right, right. <laughs> how good is your school? How good are, how good is your team? Um, we're definitely the best team in Maryland. We're probably a top five team in the north. Um, seven D one commits, one D three. Wow. So we yeah, we actually in Maryland that's not common. Maryland's a lacrosse state. Like our school's top ten in lacrosse for for lacrosse in the country, um, all the schools around here are up there in lacrosse. Um, baseball, it's kind of different. Kid teams aren't that good in the area. Like our conference isn't good at all. But I mean, from our team standpoint, we actually are very talented. Good. So you just you just run through your conference then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something <laughs> light. <laughs> it is pretty light. It is pretty light. <laughs> So tell tell us about um, you know your daily regimen because it, you know left handed pitcher uh, one of the top in the state you don't get there by accident so tell tell us you know what you had to put in to get where you are today and what, and what is your daily routine so right now so Tuesdays and Thursdays I live six days a week Tuesdays and Thursdays are the days I do two days um, so I was sick Tuesday still got it in but then Thursday I was a little bit sick as well yesterday. So Tuesday, wake up, five o'clock. You know, stretch out, roll out of bed. You don't really want to get up. Get up. Hopefully, you're out of bed by five o five, five ten. It takes me a minute to get up. I'm a slow. I'm a slow type of person. Uh, I'm normally in the in the base in the garage. Excuse me. Uh, we got a squat rack in there. I'm normally in there. We got weights, balance ball, everything, med balls. Uh, I'm normally in there at about five fifteen. Um, Lift to about 6.10, 6.15, depending on whatever I have on my schedule for that day. Uh, eat um, right then with my sisters, and they'll be getting, uh, waking up, getting ready for school. 
and then I'll go take a shower and then go to school, obviously. Sometimes in school we have lifts, obviously with COVID, maybe not right now. So like right now, I just go to basketball practice after school. But when we had baseball practice a couple of weeks ago, I go to baseball, 3.30 to 5.30, come home, be home by like 6.15ish, uh, hop back in the weights for another 45 minutes. And then probably, that's when I probably take a shower, eat. Uh, I normally have a study hall at school that I try to get my homework in. And then from there, I probably go hop on the PS4, relax, <laughs> FaceTime some people, chill out. Um, I think now I'm I'm a smaller kid in terms of like weight size. Like right now I'm like 172 pounds. So even baseball, it's a little small. So right now I'm on about 5,000 calories a day diet. So that, it's a little hard because like you don't always want to eat, but you know that like you have to. It's so like my mom is out right now. She wants to go get creatine and weight gainer, which are like these two supplements that uh, with my body, I should start taking and start gaining weight rapidly. Like other than that, I'm really just got to just eat. Like every meal that I eat has to be like a lot of calories. I go for about a thousand calories per meal, eight to nine hundred to a thousand calories. And then I drink smoothies twice a day that I make. And then we're going to obviously start putting creatine in. But yeah. Mm, I wish I could give you some of me and Jamal's calories, man. You'd be all right. I would No doubt about it. So obviously, highly you're highly touted. You've committed to UNC, but there's a there's a probably a chance you'll get drafted um, coming out of high school. What what's your you know what do you uh, do you think about that? Um, is that something you would consider? You know what would it take for you for you for you to go straight to the prof- you know pr- go straight to the pros rather than UNC? Is that even a possibility? Um, so it's definitely a possibility. I think right now, like I said, like being small, like I have a goal of throwing 95 by this summer. I think if I hit if I hit that goal, when I hit that goal, excuse me, when I hit that goal, um, that'll definitely push me like into like legitimate draft conversations. But I'm really not that worried right now. I think like I'm probably not the highest on draft boards right now, uh, being a smaller kid out of the north. But I think. Um, getting at least another six months. We don't play up here until May. So getting another six months to lift, put on weight, I could come out 190, 195 pounds for the season. I think that changes things. I think I do think about it. Like, it'd be cool. I know kids who go who are about to get drafted in this this class, like, high. Um, but I think I think it's definitely a possibility. Like, next, like, this time next year, I definitely feel like I, I'll be in legitimate draft conversations. But right now, I still got to keep working, which I know. Like, I'm not going to act like I'm, like, the best in my class. I just want to keep getting better. But it'd be nice. It'd have to be, obviously, a nice a nice price nice price tag. But because I do want to go to college, I think it's important. I want to have fun. I want to hang out. But, like, I also want to, like, try and go one of college world teams. Mm. Nice. And uh, academically, I know your father, so I know that you, you probably don't, you don't have a choice but to, to get your academics taken care of. But... Um, and it sounds like you are, you know, part of your scouting report is that you're a good student. Do you have that same fire that you, that you bring on the field as far when it comes to academics in the classroom? I, you know, I definitely try. Like, I know, like, I don't, I don't like take them lightly. I know, like, this year was a little hard. Like, junior year, they're a little difficult. And, like, I had to run more to get good grades, like, better grades than I thought. Oh, I had to work on, like, turning stuff in on time, just, like, didn't happen a lot, of, a lot more homework than I used to have. Um, but I think, like, I do like I do work hard. I want to do it. Um, I realize that 
if that's what it's going to take. I have to at least raise. I have the ACT tomorrow morning. Um, looking to get a 30, 31 on that. Um, hopefully the 32. My dad wants a 34. I'm not trying to go to Harvard. So. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm really, I know that like maybe kids might say like it doesn't like matter for me in terms of like I'm still gonna go to school regardless. Like that might be true, but like I could obviously get scholarship money off of testing, off of grades. So you still gotta take it seriously, even though you know in the back of your mind you might you might be set. You don't know when that could be taken away. So you know you could always keep working for it. Talk about areas of improvement. Uh, you know, for for that you really feel like you need areas that you really feel like you need to improve. You, you mentioned obviously. Uh, putting on some weight, um, you know, playing wise, what, what are some other things you feel like you need to improve? Um, I think I definitely have to work on make, like sequencing pitches, learning. That's more the mental side of knowing when to throw a certain thing, uh, working, working behind the count against hitters. I think for me, it's like, it, like I don't kind of like repeat it, but I think the weight is like a big thing in my body because it affects so much. Like it, it affects endurance, how long I can last. It affects hitting and how, how hard am I going to hit every time. It affects pitching. Not just how hard am I going to throw it on that day, but how hard am I going to consistently throw it on that day. Like, it doesn't matter if you can throw 93 if you're going to sit 85 all game because that's just, like, one pitch. Right. Kids who throw consistently throw harder are a lot more challenging. Um, throwing breaking balls harder, um, working on mechanics, like staying smooth, repeating mechanics, not switching things just because it doesn't work. But – like, I know I have a long way to go. Like, I'm not the best. I'm never going to say that. But I do think, like, I think I'm working well, especially in this past month, putting on five and a half pounds. Like, I think I'm, if I keep going on that trajectory, I think I can do a pretty good job of gaining weight, which in turn will help solve a lot of problems. And what are your goals? Your, you know, let's say, let's say long-term goals for in this sport, you know, for baseball. What are your long-term goals? As you sit here right now, what, what do you want to accomplish? And what do you think you can accomplish? Different like different checkpoints I have for myself. I want to hit nine. I will hit nine five this summer. I think that's a big deal. Fish, uh, that's you're throwing gas. You're throwing ninety five. So ninety five is good. I want ninety seven by the time I leave high school. Um, that'd be nice. And then I obviously want to be one of the greatest. I think that obviously that comes with a lot of hard work. Where you can't be pitching on TV one day. Uh, I think it's a good dream that I, that I've had. I'm intrigued by it. I'm fascinated, and after I definitely want to go in the front office. I like the thought of like controlling a team, managing, making smart moves like that. So that's definitely what I see like trajectory wise. Uh, myself. Who are some of the uh, players that you you know you idolize or look up to and fashion your game after? Right, so hitting. Uh, I look at Christian Yelich. He has beautiful swing, lefty. Uh, similar movement, similar body types. And then pitching, obviously, he's right-handed, but Walker Buehler, another similar body type, about 6'2", 175 pounds, but he throws 100. So he know, he when I, I break his stuff down a lot. I see how he uses his body in almost like the perfect positioning. And he really gets the most out of that 175 pounds. So I think if I can continue to do that, plus gain weight, I can really like step, try to separate myself. Um, I think people that I look up to, I was always fascinated by Bob Gibson. I think, like, I mean, yes, he was a black pitcher, but, like, at the same time, he was just dominant. I think I, I just saw it. I was like, that's impressive. And then on the hitting side, 
I was always friends with Chase Utley, uh, Ryan Howard, Philly. And then for the Yankees, like, I was really impressed with, like, Brett Gardner, who obviously still plays. And then, obviously, you know, Derek Jeter and then Mickey Mantle, older person who I've seen, I've read about a lot, switch hitter that uh, hit the ball hard and far as a young kid in the league. So I think there's a lot, too. I think trajectory-wise, there's a lot of people who you could probably say. I think Bryce Harper is, like, the anomaly in terms of physically gifted kid who went the junior college route into the majors. Um, I think there's plenty of college guys that I could point out. Austin Martin went to Vanderbilt for three years, just got drafted top five. So seeing other people of color, anybody else for that matter, doing things that you want to do shows you that you can, in fact, like, do it. Bob Gibson, no, more, no wonder you like that inside heat. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Gibson. Yes, sir. <laughs> no doubt. Well, uh, very, this is very, very impressive on the field and off the field. Uh, so we'll be watching you. Uh, we'll be rooting for you. We're pretty confident that you will uh, reach your goals. I don't see, I don't see anything stopping you. Um, once again, Kerry Herndon Brown, uh, one of the top pitchers, class of 2022, a UNC commit, uh, currently at Georgetown Prep High School, um, reaching 90 on that gun, hopes to get to 95 pretty soon. Um, so good luck with all that, and uh, we really appreciate you joining us. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. all right. One of the top pitchers out there, left-handed. Left-handed is always a commodity. Yeah. Uh, I think his father once told me, he told me with, with my kids, he was like, make them make throw lefty no matter what. <laughs> you know what I'm <laughs> He's like, make them make a lefty. So I don't pick know. Up, I forgot. Pick, I forgot to ask him if that's how he became a lefty. But pick up the hamburger, lefty, man. <laughs> <laughs> and that goes for basketball too. I remember, right. you know, I never. That's that was one of my problems in basketball. Is I, you know, I never developed that left hand. Yeah, like yeah. I I, I, I'm still trying to develop my left hand at 47, man. Come on, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I remember back in the day, you'd be like, "Yo, you got to brush your teeth with your left hand. You got to do everything right, with your left hand." Right, right, right. I didn't have that dedication, man. <laughs> that's why. I'm, that's why I'm a podcast host. That's why <laughs> we press these buttons with our left hands though <laughs> exactly exactly but yeah so Kerry Hernan Brown doing his thing big time prospect going to North Carolina who's produced a lot of players the one that comes to mind is Matt Harvey uh, who pitched for the Mets he went to North Carolina mm. um, some others I'm sure uh, so yeah you know I could see big things in his future yeah yeah I mean that, that was fun man learning about this whole uh, baseball youth circuit which I'm not, you know, I'm not abreast to, like, of course, like basketball. But he broke that down as far as playing prep basketball, I mean, baseball. So it's, it's very interesting. And um, like you said, this man, this young man looks like he's he's headed for big things. Yeah, and even like, yeah, I learned a lot just in terms of uh, he broke it down technically as far as pitching goes. Uh, so yeah, that, that was great. Great head on his shoulders. Um so hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll continue to monitor him and, and he'll be doing some great things. Uh, once again, that was another great episode. Thank you for listening uh, to this episode of Up Next. Uh, keep following us. Keep subscribing. Uh, keep giving us those good reviews and five-star ratings. Uh, and also follow us on social media. Doing some things over there. Uh, follow us on Instagram, at UpNextPod. And, of course, on Twitter also, at, at UpNextPod. And uh, we'll be back next week or sooner. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Peace, everybody. Peace. Like birdie too. Time to put on for your city when they 
never heard of you, ball player. Ain't no watching from the side. Uh, picking up them pieces, ain't no limits in the sky. Uh, said you got up next, but gon' show them why. Uh, one, two, that's a three. Now take your shot, ball player. Bishop Lachlan, purple and gold, that's a flex. Uh, Kylie Green, got me a scally for he left. Uh, Joe Cash, something like dollars on the